Welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, not National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. Did you just say not National Sales Manager, or does that skip there? No. Oh, yeah, it skipped. It wasn't me. It was a skip. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? Oh, I'm doing really good, Wayne. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. You know why I'm doing fantastic? I can't wait to hear it. Mentally strong. Mentally strong, huh? Yeah. My football coach used to say PMA. That was his whole thing for the season. PMA. That was his whole. That was his whole philosophy. Positive mental attitude. I think we were five PMA. and six. We were five and six that year, but we were positive. <laughs> it was a very positive five and six. That's right. Exactly. Okay, hey, well, uh, uh, before we get going, need to yeah. talk to you about something. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure which podcast. It was a, maybe it was two or three podcasts ago. Uh, uh, you had made a statement that said Rob Johnson doesn't work on paper. Oh, man. That's yeah. just skip right over that. That. <laughs> yeah. Rob Johnson doesn't work on paper. So. I'm having dinner with Pauline the other night, and I said, you know, you're not going to believe what Wayne said. He said that Rob doesn't, Rob Johnson doesn't work on paper. And she says, well, he's right. <laughs> Thank God. And I said, I said, what? She goes, oh. I said, do you know what that means? She goes, yeah, I know exactly what it means. Think about it. He's absolutely right. You do not work on paper. Mm-hmm. I got uh, what are she goes huh, let's let's just do this exercise she got out a piece of paper mm-hmm. and she started to write stuff down oh man okay. oh <laughs> yeah oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me she goes yeah. let's look at the school let's just look at your training okay who's gonna sign up for your trainings when we write it all down on paper you yell yeah. at people you hit people with a stick. You call everybody bad nicknames. You make fun of people. Yep. And she just kept going, right? And yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. She goes, so on paper, look at it. She's like, you know, yeah. look at it on paper. He's absolutely <laughs> right. So once again, Pauline, Pauline yeah. just buddies up with Wayne. Ah, well. The main thing is it it, it works, and it works well. I I remember the first time I saw you do a training. I didn't even know you did. You never saw me watching you. You didn't know me. I mean, I was a guy in the audience. It was in it was at a it was at a convention somewhere. It was a you were coding over a pattern. It was like a, a very fancy parquet type of pattern. It may have been walnut and some other stuff. Uh, really fancy. The guy from I know he's from L.A. Can't remember the name of the company. I don't know if they're around anymore. You had a guy that was coding with you. And I saw you guys coding this floor, and you were giving that guy so much shit. I don't know if you picked him out of the audience or or he was a young kid. And I mean, it was funny as hell to me watching you. You you were brutal on that kid. And uh I go, man, who's that? He goes, Yeah, he's a trainer. But um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious, man. And um, and then I was in your class when I first went to work for you. For, for the company, and um, uh, that was even funnier, man. I mean, it was uh, it was like a drill sergeant. 
and uh, it was a it was a it was a kick, man. So that's funny that she. I'm glad she at least uh, she was on my side on that one. Oh, she got a paper and pencil, and she put me down on paper, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, okay, all right, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got another one. You got another. <laughs> yeah, that's what she. Was yeah, she was coming up with more than you could have come up with. She was off to the races. She was actually oh, having a ball with it. <laughs> All right, Rob, um, we are going to do a show uh, today, uh, 13 things that mentally tough people don't do. All right, we talked about this trade. Uh, you know, you got to be tough to be in this trade. We talked about our last show was on uh, Gen, Gen, uh, Gen Z. How to talk. Uh, how to talk to them. And um, one thing that you have to know going into this trade, you do got to be mentally tough. Anybody owns a business or works in a business like this, you know, we're going in people's homes. There's, there's sometimes there's stress uh, on the line. Uh, a lot goes into it. You got to be mentally tough. So 13 things mentally tough people don't do. Do not do. This do is what not, they don't do. They do not yeah. do this. And. Who better to have, I mean, we've, we've talked about mental health. We've talked about our, our physical health, you know, taking care of your bodies. Who better? Now, in Who our, better? In our, our mind, body, and spirit show, how to not, the 13 things mentally tough people do not do. Fire away, Rob. All right. Oh, my phone's about to die. Great. All right, Rain. You ready? Here's number one. Yeah. Mentally tough people don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well, look, you go ahead and finish up. That made me yeah. snort. That was, a, <laughs> that was a good one. I'm done. Yeah, well, couldn't get past number one. Yeah, do they get angry? Because that one made me angry. <laughs> no, lot, 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 lot to be said for that. Uh, just in general, in life, by the way, too. I mean, you know, we all come into this world with different circumstances. I mean, I don't cry that much and complain about having red hair when I was a kid growing up. Uh, no, you mentioned having red hair on the show. No. Ever. And speaking of having red hair on the show, how about the feedback we've been getting on the uh, spray tan show? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's been... uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> now I want to get back and get one. Uh, now I, I think we both need to get one. You know what we should do is we should get one this weekend. And when we hook up in Nashville, you and I would both look like an Adonis, man. Yeah, yeah. What you looking at? You never <laughs> seen a tan, tan man before? Huh? You never Another seen a redheaded man? guy? You never seen a redheaded guy and a bald guy with a tan? Never seen a redheaded guy with a double deep Malibu? Double deep Malibu. Tan? All right. Don't feel sorry for themselves wasting time. You know what they, also they don't do is, number two, they do not give up their power. You want to explain that? I've I've also um, I'm out again because uh, my mother-in-law. I mean, um, you know, 
how many times I did not want to go over there and not want to go over there for dinner and not want to go over there and help her do antique furniture. But uh, uh, no, she called and I got to go. And uh, you, know, you gave I up the power, huh? I gave up the power to her. I am not. You know what? I'm not. I don't know about number two. That's a tough. One. Don't give up the power. All right. Let's go to number three. All right. Number three. They don't shy away from change. So this is what mentally tough people don't do. They don't shy away from change. Yeah, I like they that. I kind of agree. Shy away from change. And man, I just had this conversation today with the, the class. Yeah. We were doing the wire brush. And whenever we do the wire brush demo, I kind of give them my my take on the whole wire brush deal. And kind of goes like this. When Pete and I left my dad's business, we figured out how to do white floors. Because back in the 80s, everybody wanted white floors and a lot of contractors wanted nothing to do. A lot of floor guys in the Albany area yep. wanted nothing to do with white floors. So yep. Pete and I figured it out and we became staining, white stain bleaching specialists, okay? I think I told you the story where the guy misspelled mis, uh, bleaching. He spelled it by eaching instead of bleaching. And I got the cards for half price. People would ask me, what, what's this by eaching? I'm like, it's a special process that, you know, yeah. it's uh, proprietary. You know, right. you can't really talk about it. Sorry. It's a little bit like bleaching, but not exactly. Right. So we saw that, you know, we saw the change in the industry, but we really did it out of necessity because we were new. and need to get some work you know and and then you know the distress floor came and the and the hand scraped floors and you know wire brush and the whole time you know people's like hey do you do this and i'm like no no you don't do that to your floors that's crazy you're just sucking the life out of the floor right well because we were shying away from the change we weren't making the money the people who yeah. embraced the change are the people who are going to make great money in this business who and you and i both know people that are doing this they're on top of it they're on top of all the changes coming down the road they they're the first ones on you know yeah. the first ones to do this stuff was like the first person to get the dust free system in our area the first guy with dust free he was making an extra buck a foot you know so back in the 80s you know when you're charging 2 bucks and getting another buck just because you're backing up, yeah, it's a lot of money. So the yeah. people that embrace the change and get on board with it, they're going to make some good money. So don't I, shy I, away from the change. Yeah, and I get it. I get change in this industry can be scary because you have systems down that work, and now you're going to do something that's a little bit different, and um, I, I get that. But I don't think it's ever been an easier time to embrace change. Uh, there's so much... Um, you know, instruction out there now. There's so many schools out there now that, that you don't have to make the mistake out on the job. And um, the technology and the and the communication is so much better that, uh, you know, guy, and I still, uh, I'll never forget um, two brothers. I won't go into who they were, where they were, but uh, um, I was talking about staining a floor. When we came out with these different stains and they go, no, no, man, don't waste your time. We don't stain anything. We do every, every job we do is natural finish. And I started laughing because I thought he was joking, but he wasn't. 
I said, well, how, many, how, how can you be in this industry, man, and you don't stain floors? He goes, no, we talk to me the natural finish everything. And the rare occasion that this floor's got to be stained, um, you know, we sub it out to this other guy. I go, all right. I said, wow. look, I said, honest guy, can you guys come back tonight? Because I'm going to do a demo on, on man, it make your life so much easier. And, um, you know, I mean, there's good money in it, man. And plus, how do you, how can you be in this job without staining floors? <laughs> and he goes, no, nah, man, I don't think so. Uh, wow. I said, yeah. So talk about, I mean, that is the hardcore not wanting to change, man. And what yeah. it could have really improved his life. Uh, and opened up different avenues for them. So yeah, embracing change. Change is scary, man. But all the all the ones that that make that move that 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 do embrace change, usually there's a reason why. I mean, look, we'd all be back, like you said, 36, 80 in bad lighting, right? And Polly right. back in the days. But uh, a lot of good changes. Change is not necessarily bad. Change change can be a very good positive thing. That's rough. Not one to stain any force. I always tell I, all my students. Before I was buffing stain on, I was good at staining. Good, not great. I was good at staining, but much better at talking people out of stain. But I did not refuse to do stain. Yeah, yeah. But you know what you were talking about about the uh, about education and what's available to people now. You know, when you said that, I just thought to myself, from the time you and I were doing floors, you know, full time. Bona has 14 regional training centers. Think about that. We had one in, option. In, in North America, we have 14 training centers. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've said it on the show a hundred times. I tell every student, it's one of the first things I tell them is like, look at, use us. Okay. Use these training centers to your advantage. We're here. This is a batting cage. This is a driving range. We're going to work on your swing. You got to try something new. Don't try it at somebody's house. Come on down to one of these training centers. Hell, we'll even buy you lunch. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I hate to jump back to like, oh, poor us, but 14 training centers, man. 14 training centers just on how to use adhesives, finishes, machines, all for the wood floor industry. That's, you really, you say that out loud. We have 14 training centers. It's amazing. I know I work for Bona and I'm a trainer for Bona and everything, but man, 14 training centers is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. We had one option in the seventies and, and maybe two in the eighties and it was all getting on a plane and going to St. Louis or, or the, to Memphis. Right. The, the was, school. Yeah. Right? That was, that yeah. was your option. So very cool. I think there was only maybe one or two of those a year. I think it was just yeah. one for the longest time, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. They don't dwell on the past. Well, I skipped one. Well, I'm going to roll with it because because I All right. I'm there. Go with it. Uh, don't dwell on the past. I mean, um listen, it's important to know the past. It's important to know uh uh, you know, um, what, what, what went on before, but it is also important to move on from that and learn from that and move on. Don't get stuck in it. And um, I think it's important in life too. I mean, uh, for your, for your own well being. So it's important to understand where you came from uh, as far as the trade and everything, but don't get stuck. Don't get stuck on it because there's, that's why as they say that the rear view mirror in your car is a lot smaller than the windshield, right? It's, uh, oh. it's important. It's, 
Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, you're gonna get a belt for that one. That's a good one. That's I almost like that's good. It's not as good as Lion doesn't care what the sheep thinks. I like that yeah. one a lot. Yeah, but I like that review yeah. mirror thing. I might try to yeah. use that someday. Yeah. Well, this is the day I was able to use it. I I've heard it years ago, and um, so it's not it's not the Wayne Highland original. I can't hashtag it, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, um, I think that's 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 smart. You know, the the knucklehead kids that I have in this class this week, they did a hashtag. Uh, I was um, showing everybody how to operate the drum and I was talking about you don't want to be one of these guys that, you know, just backs into the wall and does a butt stop. And that's when they pick up the uh, pick up the, the drum, the handle, you know, so you don't want to be, you know, just backing in and. And butt stopping. Well, the knucklehead kids, they did a hashtag bona butt stop. So that's floating around. I don't know where it is, but nice. Well, how would you? They it's, it's out there in the universe somewhere. It's out there. It's in the cloud, right? There's a cloud or something. So yeah, it's in the cloud. Some, some young guy the other day told me, he goes, Hey, I, I tagged you in something and and there's like uh, 300 and some odd views, and it's only been like an, an hour and a half or whatever. And I go, oh, that's great. I don't know where the hell it's at. <laughs> and then when I finally find it, it's like 12 views. Now, I know he's not lying to me. He's got no reason to lie to me, but I see 12 views. How does he see over 300? I don't know. But um, all right. Yeah. So hashtag Mona Butt Stop is out there. And if anybody wonders what it was, that's what I was, that's where it came from. I was showing him, don't. Don't just bang right. into the wall and butt stop the machine. Um, don't focus on things. Don't focus on things you can't control. Amen. I have a philosophy, man. Like, uh, like I'll worry about things until they happen. Once they happen, it, it, it's over. Move on. And I'll give you an example. My wife, there's a, there's a telephone pole behind our house. And I knew when we moved in there, it's in a bad spot, man, because we back at we got to back out every time. And I knew my wife was going to eventually hit it. And and I used to say, you know, Jude, you know, remember that pole back there? I probably said it 20 times. And she crunched my truck into the back of that telephone pole. Uh-huh. And she's, she's, uh, oh, she's, I mean, uh, could not be more upset about it, right? And so I go, Jude, it's over. You did it. You hit it. So don't worry about it. I mean, you know, it happened. So I, I think there's a lot to that, man. I think, what, you know, um once it's once it's happened in the past and it's happened man just just don't focus on it you can't control it just move on away from it so you know we said we said there's been control what you can control look at this, this pandemic is a great example i mean some things are completely out of control and, and the amount of time we we spent the anxiety on things that never come to fruition the things that we worry about that never happen if you took all that part of your life that that you wasted that energy, I mean that's a ton of time that you could be put into something positive. And one thing I'm going to say too, this damn news out there now is so depressing. So watching these shows and getting caught up in stuff, I can't control what happens in in in, in the world. I mean, so why am I going to waste my energy worrying about it, man? I'll put it somewhere positive where I can do something that's you know productive. The sad state of affairs is. Good news does not sell advertising. Yeah. Okay. Follow the money. 
nobody's going to watch good news. People want, that's what's going to sell advertising, bad news, because for some reason, that's what yeah. people want to watch, you know? Turn that stuff off, my God. Uh, I got you watch, you, I, it's funny, uh, because I have, I have been preaching that to my wife and kids since they could walk, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a choice. You don't have to be miserable about it. You know what I mean? Don't put down that bag of bricks. You've heard me say all these different things, you know. Um, you ever watch the show Blue Bloods? No. I I like the show. It's a cop show, right? Cop, family, family dinner, you know, the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, so I love the show. Can't get enough. Of it. Well, the guy on the show, Tom Selleck, his character on the show, said something that just goes perfect with this. There's no sense in rehearsing for a tragedy. And man, yeah. when he said that, I was like, wow, that's freaking. Yeah. I love that. That yeah. is just, that just makes so much sense. So yeah, absolutely. However, <laughs> do you ever, you ever, uh, do you ever um, daydream about giving a eulogy to somebody? <laughs> See, I have, and I made it uh, like I was the hero. <laughs> Didn't matter that the guy was dead. You know what I mean? But my eulogy was just brilliant, beautiful. Like afterwards, people were coming up to me and going like, man, that that was unreal, man. That eulogy was incredible. I'm sorry, my friend, the friend, the, you know, the guy had to die. Was it me? No. Was it my eulogy? It could have been. It was a random person. It could have been you. <laughs> now, shit. I can't do your eulogy now if something, God forbid, should happen to you because they're going, that, that dude is saying that, but he's really, th- it's all about him. I've got a lot of this straightened out, okay? My, yeah. um, it wasn't really so much my eulogy, but my wakes. I wanted to have, I told Pauline, look, you're probably going to have to rent out the, uh, you know, the Pepsi Center or something. 20,000 seats. Oh, I'm sure of it, yeah. Um, but I, I want think- three wakes. And the big thing with my wakes is I do not want that wake music. Okay? I don't want that. that, Please. That is the... I kind of want a little smirk on my face. Okay? So you're going to have like an open... like Oh, so a wake, you're you're open. It's like an open casket. My open casket wake, yeah. But it's going to be three nights. And each night is a different genre of music. Country... Night number one. Yeah. Number two, rock and roll. The second night, rock and roll. And then the third night would be the crooners. The Sinatra's. Okay. Hold on that's, a second. Like, stop right Three you're like, that, you're like that person that has a wedding in Hawaii. That everybody's going to get on a freaking plane and spend all this money going to Hawaii to their reception. You get one night. You don't get three Look, nights. No, 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 no. Look, you can choose what night. Pauline will tell you. Okay. All right, that's cool. So you, you, you know, you like can I go, go on country night. Yeah. yeah. So if a guy shows up on country night, he's a rock and roll, I go, no, no, I'm sorry. I'll be back yeah. tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow, tomorrow is your day. Yeah. That will no, be I'll... in the paper, you know, the yeah. announcement, that yeah. type of thing. I see you sign the ledger. Um, go ahead and strike that and come back tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't want an open casket for one thing. I, I, yeah, I, I don't understand why anybody would. 
I mean, I would I, like an open casket with a, a bit of a smirk on my face so people would, you know, look and oh, God, look at him. Like, um, yeah, smiling. Yeah. Well, smiling they're doing, at me. Yeah. They're doing that, I'm going to put my hand on it, then I'm going to go into the eulogy. And I'm actually going to close the casket while I'm doing it just to see if I can get away with it. We're saying goodbye to him now. And Are I'm, you a toucher of dead people when you go to a Oh, no, no, oh. no. Oh, my, oh, my God. Pauline's a toucher. Pauline touches no. dead people. Yes. You can't, you, 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 oh, my. Oh, oh. No. That's a problem. I have seen her so many times at the casket and just put her hand on the on the person's hand, you know, and just like uh, like one of those, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm getting getting the heebie-jeebies right now from that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, that's not me. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been to a wake, an, an honest to God wake? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I just when I was, she touches dead people at these wakes. But that doesn't, is it, is it a wake or is it a funeral? Oh, wake. Okay. Because it's where the caskets are open. The funeral no. caskets not open. No, no. Okay. So I went to a wake in Ireland. Okay. A family member of mine that I never met before. So I, you know, whatever. So it's a, the, it was a dead lady, an old lady who's in the next room. In a bed, not in a casket, but in a bed. And in the our room, they were singing and playing the violin and all that stuff. Whoa, and whoa, wait a minute. The dead lady was in a bed? Yes. That's okay. a wait. A She's not in the casket. She's in a, her own bed. She's laying in her bed. And in our room. Are in there? Well, yeah, I'm getting to that. In our room, they're, they're playing the violin, they're drinking whiskey, they're laughing, they're playing cards. And But everybody would just randomly go in the other room and say, and, and see her. So like they go, wait and go and do your respect. And I go and I go, what's respect what? I don't know this lady and she's dead. <laughs> and, I, and I go in and I'm staring at her and I, it was the weirdest thing, man. I, not, that's not me. Maybe that traumatized me. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. That's all yeah. they do in Ireland, huh? Yeah, for Irish wake, yeah. Okay. Uh, they don't <laughs> fear. <laughs> they don't yeah. fear, don't fear taking calculated risks. Right? Mentally, mentally strong people do not fear taking calculated risks. And, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I can't stop thinking about Pauline touching bed people. I can't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, what do you say? They don't take. They don't fear taking calculated risks. Makes sense. I mean, we go back to the first people who, yeah, you know, the first people who embrace change. All right, all right. Those are the so ones who are going to make money. Um, yeah. How about this one? They don't worry about pleasing everyone. Yeah, that's a that's a that's tougher than 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 it, it sounds like for a lot of people. I mean, because especially in a business, you ple you got to please everybody, but you know you got you got to carve out time for your own, right? So that's. Well, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a Wayneism here. Okay. And I've heard you say it on the show a couple times, and it always I've been using it in schools. I'm gonna give you your props. Um, they don't worry about pleasing everyone, and I think that goes with what you say is you know, maybe sometimes the best job is the one that you don't take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You when know, you get that weird feeling from the customer, like, 
this is never going to work. You know that gut feeling that you get. And your gut, man, come on, let's face it, 95% of the time, the gut is right. You know? Yeah, that's very true, man. Yeah. And if you're thinking this person could be incredibly tough to please, maybe that's the one where maybe this job isn't for me. Well, you also got to think about your own self-worth, right? I mean, you know, and, and uh, you know, someone told me something a long time ago that, was very, that I thought was really good. And it, this goes to also that episode we have, uh, that we had a great episode with Chris Izza uh, about your business and saving money and stuff. And that I was told that think of yourself like there's an old man on your shoulder, like that, like that, 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 that's you 30 years from now. Obviously, we would be dead in a, in a wake. <laughs> We'd be 90. So now you'd be in a bed. Yeah, but but hey, for the younger people, like think of like an old man that's on your shoulder, right? You gotta take care of that old man, right? You gotta look after that guy because you know that's you down the road. So what you're doing now, you gotta think about taking care of that old guy. The stretching, all the things that we talked about in our in our mental health episodes, uh, and taking care of your body episodes and financially, take care of that guy. So I lost my train. I don't know what the hell I was even talking about. Uh, oh, don't worry about pleasing on, everybody. But you, but there was but, an but, old yeah. man on your shoulder. The yeah. old man on your shoulder. You were going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, when it comes to pleasing everybody, also look out for yourself. And and does it make sense for your business? That's why someone said, "That was Chris Is I think with the episode. Hey, can you give me a five percent discount or ten percent discount or whatever? Well. If you've done your your homework and everything, know what your 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 costs are and that kind of stuff. Think about that old guy. You know, you got to take care of that guy. And by giving this guy a discount, especially if you're busy, you're booked three months out. Why would you, right? So yeah, yeah, that's a lot to lot to be said for that. And also, listen, there's another good 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 point is that, and I've got so many is that <laughs> your your schedule, right? Can you get it done? Can you guys work the weekend? Can you guys? I need you guys to, you know, you know, get this done before the 14th or whatever. And now the conditions aren't right. And you went ahead and pleased them, but you screwed yourself in the meantime because now the floor is cut, right? So there's a balance there, right? And make sure that you do that and take care of yourself. See, I winded that 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 shit up really nicely. Man, you're, you know, you are the consummate professional, man. Thank you, sir. The consummate professional. Yeah. Oh, this one is this is going to be tough for you. <laughs> They don't resent other people's success. Oh, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I knew this. Was, you got a long way into it. I was out on. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, I made it pretty good, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah I'm out. I, I see the um, the. What's uh, the name of that award? You got should, it with you. Where is it? Show it to us. I just have to have it. I just have to have it handy. <laughs> You're of course talking about the Carl Guzman Award. You're talking about the 2018 CG Memorial Award. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I saw the look on your face when I announced to you that I had won. Oh, 12th time I saw the resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't mind admitting it. I would have liked to get that award. I'm jealous. Absolutely. Well, Gives me something to strive for. There you go. That's what I, uh, I raise people up. 
Exactly. You don't beat them down. No, no. Listen, I got a 12 pound bass on the wall. I can see it from where I'm at. I talked about it before. I've for, seen that bass. You brought me for, to your house at one time. When, yeah. For 29, I, 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 you thought I was going to introduce you to my wife, didn't you? Yeah. Right. I brought you in there and showed my 12 pound bass. He wanted to show me the fish. For 29 years, it was I held so that big, it didn't look real. I thought it was, I thought it was going to turn and start singing to me. Remember yeah. the singing bass thing on oh, the yeah. wall? Yeah. That's how fake that thing looked. For 29 years, my fishing partner, I tortured him with that bass. I mean, <laughs> we could be talking about anything, whatever. And I, at any point, I could stop and go, oh, my God. I, 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 don't know what I, I don't know what I was thinking. It's not even about that, is it? It's about the bass. It's about the fact that I got a 12-pound bass. And he goes, man, what the hell's the matter with you, man? Just let it go. The dude got a 13.24 a month ago. Oh. Do you know the pain that's going to cause me? Uh, uh, I don't know if I'll ever top it. Okay, where are we going at? Um, next one. Uh, they don't make the same mistakes over and over and over. But like I tell everybody in the class, uh, I've made every mistake known to man in the wood floor business at least three times. And then once you've done that, that's when they make you a trainer. I think three is the limit. If you do it the fourth time, all right. Now maybe it's something. Yeah. Let's let's try but, something different. But I mean, there is uh, we joke about that, but there's a lot to be said about that too. Is uh, learning and and why why this why this happened and how we can get around it the next time and talking about it and making a conscious effort to uh, to make a change there. So yeah, good stuff. You know that last one uh, you said a couple um, a couple bullets ago about uh, they don't dwell on the past yeah it's not that i don't think that we should not dwell on the past but i think that's what can really make a good craftsman is it's not that he dwells on the past but he sees maybe some mistakes that he's and yeah. always looking not really dwelling on it but yeah. thinking about how did that market there and what can i do to not make it happen again yeah and I think the more you look and the more critical you are, and it's not dwelling on it, but I think the more critical you are, definitely you're going to be a better craftsman. That eye is going to be, is, is going to make your work better. Yeah. But not well, to be upset about it. No, exactly. And the other thing too is, I've said it a lot of times, you got to turn it into a positive. Okay, it's a mistake. But what can we get out of this? Man, the homeowner's upset right now. How do we turn this into a positive? And to, that she becomes a repeat customer of referral. And you got to get something out of it. I mean, I, I, I refuse to, to go into something and it just ends up negative. You got to get something out of that positive, remember it, move on from it, and learn from it. Simple enough. Don't, don't dwell on it. So, okay. Uh, oh, shoot. This is going to be a tough one, too. Uh, they don't feel the world owes them anything. <laughs> <clears throat> We're both out. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a... Yep. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you make your way in a long way in this world. And um, I've actually, the one the one person in, in this trade that I, I worried that they were young starting out, that I worried about them being successful was when um, only into it for like six months, showed up with a brand new van and a brand new trailer and all brand new tools. Okay. And his grandmother gave him the money to, to start the business. Wow. And I thought, got it too easy, man. 
You know what I mean? Little, 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 little piece of me went, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, you know, there's no hard knocks there. Uh-huh. I mean, you know what I mean? And, uh, and it didn't last very long. That he had, everything went up for sale in a short amount of time, and it was. Oh, this, really? Oh, I was yeah. hoping there'd be a better ending to that story. No, sorry. And and I actually went to his wake years later. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you touch him? Did you stick no. your hand in there and put your hand on his? I, I I went in his pocket to see if his grandma left him any money in there, but nothing. <laughs> I'm holding his hand. I'm not taking his ring. Jeez. All right. All right. They don't give up after the first failure. Amen to that. Yep. Yep. Wow. That's um, I, I, I go back to our training centers with that. Okay. Because I think if you do, if say you try something new and it's on somebody else's floor during the job, that could end even fail. That could keep you away from doing anything ever again. There's a there's a commercial. It's a tough learning experience when you're trying it on somebody else's floor. So I just said it. We got 14 training centers, man. You you, here. You you can't be good. Work it out here. Yep. You can't be good if you haven't failed. uh, Nobody will ever tell me any different. You have had to have failed to be any good. Look at the, uh, remember the old Michael Jordan commercial? He's had the ball in his hand like 680 times and missed the last shot. He's missed 12,000 free throws over his career or something crazy like that. He's Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? He missed the last shot and lost the game dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And he's known as one of the best. Matter of fact, in my mind, he is the best. Uh, So, um, Yeah, failure is part of the game, man. I mean, it's part of the game. You, but but all these things before that comes into play. You don't dwell on it. All right, we screwed up. We gotta learn from it. We're gonna get better. And and even if it's not a disaster, you know it could have been better. You learn from it, and move on. So we won't have to. We don't have to dwell on it too much more. Um, I like this one here, man. Is they don't expect immediate results, and maybe that's what happened to my man with the grandma and the uh, trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, nothing worth having is is easy. Right? I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, it, it's you, but then you appreciate it all the more. Hey, listen, that twelve pound bass, as I told my buddy Paul, that didn't come easy, Paul. I outcasted you time after time again. I I presented my bait better than you. I I've got my knot was better than yours. You you, it's something for you to look up to and grow with. But but it didn't come easy. You know what I mean? Look what you've done for him now. Now he's got the thirteen point four. That son of a, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's actually my 13.24 in there some ways. <laughs> and I, and after, he, after he got it, you know, and he started rubbing it in right away, I said, listen, you've had the record oh. for like six minutes. You've had the record. I've had it for 29 years. I mean, show some class. What's the matter with you? Like I did. Like I did. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to raise you up. Okay, where are we at now? They don't. Fear alone time, which reminds me of a song. All by myself. Yes, I'm going to be all by myself anymore. Uh, you sang that you know, song. Was it Barry Manilow? God, I'm so sorry that I know the answer to that. Oh, my. Yeah. Was it Barry Manilow? I'm pretty sure it's Barry Manilow. 
Why don't you Google that real quick? Eric Carmen. Siri, who's saying all by myself? Eric Carmen, 1975. It's by Celine Dion. It's not by Celine Dion. See, that's why this new technology you can't depend on. She just said Celine Dion. That's not that's not her song. It's the guy you you said. I thought it was Barry Manilow because the guy sounds like Barry Manilow. He sounds like Manilow, <laughs> but yeah, Eric Carmen. I wonder if he's a one-hit wonder. I don't think I know anything else of his. No, I'm, I think he is a one-hit wonder. You know what? He's after that he was alone. You know what? Celine Dion did the song too. Well, I'm sure she did, but that's not her song. It's Eric Carmen's song. Right. Okay. Um, we said uh, Don't Fear Alone Time. You got anything on that, Rob? I just sang it. Don't Fear Alone Time. Okay, well then you co you covered it. <laughs> you know something? <laughs> um, there's a lot to be said for alone time just staring out the window and thinking. I'm dead serious. I know that sounds stupid, but not to me one bit. Not to every me. company, every anybody running a company. I, I I I like to call it just blue sky. You just need some alone time. Turn off the phone. Turn off everything. Stare out the window and think. Without being bombarded with everything that happens day to day, blue sky, and it be amazing some of the thoughts and ideas that you could probably come up with with your business i wish i had done it more do you remember seinfeld when they they promoted george to the one of the yankees executives uh he's a total halfwit and and that's, that's what he do they walk in the office and say, what are you doing he's like he's doing nothing i'm thinking you know what i mean <laughs> when you get that high up the ladder you can do that where you can you know you, yeah he's not he's sitting in his office what he's but he's thinking yeah, he's figuring things out. Yeah. Yes. Blue sky. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with some blue sky thoughts, man. Yes. Clear your head. Blue sky. What so about I'm you? Honest. You an alone time guy? I know you I like alone time. Uh, I didn't used to be, but I am now. And actually, I really had a tough time with alone time, to be honest with you. Uh, years and for years and years, I, I didn't like it, man. I, I just go, go, go all the time, and I didn't. Uh, and, I, and then I felt like it was boring. Like if I wasn't doing something all the time, that that I that I should be doing something. That uh, that you know. Uh, and and I, I to this day I hate staying home Saturday night. I I despise it. I mean I can't tell you how much it, it bums me out actually. Saturday night I feel like I'm I'm Mr. Excitement. I should be doing something somewhere. Somewhere there's a bingo game. Somewhere there's a blue, bluegrass band for the you know. Uh, so I, but now I actually embrace it. Now I do like it a lot. Yeah. You actually called yourself Mr. Excitement. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Mr. Excitement, Mr. Entertainment, Mr. Yeah. Excitement. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. That's a good one. Okay. Mr. This is, been... I think I'm going to introduce you as Mr. Excitement in Nashville. Would you mind? I'm looking forward to yeah. next week. It's been a I while since you and I have uh, hit the road together. Yep, this is going to be good, man. I love going to Nashville. You know that about me. And uh, I'm planning on going downtown with some customers and, um, you know, uh, maybe hitting a few of the sites. And uh, I'm looking forward to that that chicken place that's down the road that we take the customers to, that beautiful fried chicken. Uh, the weather's getting good. A lot of positive, uh, you know, energy right now, man. I'm super excited about it. Let's be honest. This has been a half-ass half episode. Uh, this. Uh, <laughs> 
they, they all can't be home runs. You know no. what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it's just a single up the middle. Absolutely. And, you know, they're Get on base. Get on base. That's, That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's it. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you very much for listening. I want to apologize on both our behalves. And <laughs> see, this is what happens when Aline doesn't show up. And she goes, I'm not going to, I can't be on this episode today. We, you, know, you guys know what you're going to do. I don't have to worry, right? I said, yeah, we're going to do run free. We're going to do one on constipation and ED. So, uh, <laughs> and touching dead people. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. It's been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. <laughs>